welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with... Elizabeth Helley. And Buenos Aires' own, Tyler Hymanson. <laughs> you look like you're from Buenos yeah. Aires. <laughs> Just as much as everyone else in this movie. That's right. Uh, boy, I love the new way we're recording. It gives me so much time to think about that opening line of the podcast. Yes. While we listen to the... <laughs> Listen to the theme song. I can get in character. So I can be like, Sunny yourself. Huh? Many of those? Well, welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode. And a brand new franchise. Yay. We've moved on from one power armor to another form of power <laughs> armor. <laughs> this week, we're kicking off the Starship Troopers franchise. The beloved Starship Troopers franchise. Indeed. Um, first one up, the original from 1997. When Paul Verhoeven sandwiched showgirls and hollow man with a piece of satirical Nazi propaganda. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I'm excited to talk about this one. Um, But you listeners, I have a question for you. Would you like to know more? (laughs) If you would, why don't you check out this trailer? In every age... There is a cause worth fighting for. But in the future, the greatest threat to our survival will not be man at all. Hey, kid, what's going on? War! We're going to war! Now the youth of tomorrow must travel across the stars to defend our world. We are a generation commanded by fate to defend humankind. Everyone fights, no one quits. We are going in the first wave. You smash the entire area. You kill anything that has more than two legs. You get me? We get you, sir! But they will face an enemy more devastating than any ever imagined. Man, who doesn't love the voice of Don LaFontaine telling you what movies to see every summer? (laughs) In a world in the future. Oh, man, he's so great. Um, Starship Troopers. What uh, have, have any of you guys seen this? Well, actually, have any of you read the book it's based on? No, I have not read the Highland book, but it is uh, universally known as a very loose adaptation. Uh, mm. It is not. Um, but I am familiar with the Robert A. a. Heinlein. He's known as kind of the dean. I'm probably pronouncing his last name wrong. It's Heinlein. I think, Heinlein. Yeah. Heinlein. Um, the dean of science fiction. He was kind of like around and, and doing... Um, one of the first published sci-fi stories got in the Saturday Evening Post and and famous for being a a teacher and a uh, kind of uh, arbiter is the word that's coming to mind, but just <laughs> just a elder statesman of the sci-fi world. Um, yeah, the, uh, the book came out in 1959 mm-hmm. and uh, won a Hugo Award the very next year. Mm-hmm. I was going to get this book from the library, but all of the e-book copies were unavailable. Which I don't really know how that works. Wait, but... wait I need you to investigate. This. <laughs> yeah, there's only a certain <laughs> number of ebooks. I thought you were going to say they were all checked Angeles. out, and I was like, "What?" 
Yeah, it said no ebooks available. Thirteen out of thirteen checked out, and I was like, "Huh? They must have to buy licenses or something like that from the publisher." Yeah, I, I guess, guess so. and then they suspend the license on whatever you're reading. Yeah, Wah. that's confusing as fuck. But I did watch <laughs> this movie on Sony Crackle. Oh, oh, for free on the crackles. It is free. Ad They're supported. Ads? Oh, okay, yes, yeah. which was kind of confusing because every so often I wouldn't know like what was the real ad and what was the like fake news report <laughs> ads. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, like they kept showing that ad with those two football players that opened up a cupcake shop. Like over like, every commercial <laughs> break started with that. I was like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. It's like there's nothing better than cupcakes and killing the enemy. Yeah. I, could, I could see why you'd be confused. And yeah. then the one with the the like Honda commercial where the guy's going, let's get ready to rumble, like or whatever that is. Was it? Was it? It was fully the unedited cut, right? It was fully R rated. Of the movie? Yeah. I think so. Okay. I, I What I know. Boobs? There were yeah. boobs. Yeah. And a lot of gore. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would be so sad if you saw some sort of PG-13 version. Yeah. Nope. It's, it's the, the the TBS cut of this movie is so bastardized. Oh, it's, it's hilarious. It's got to be awful. Yeah. It's probably missing, like, everything. Well, it is a more manageable runtime. We'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, this might be one of the longer movies we've uh, yeah. ever watched. I was like, whoa, two hours. That's like... Captain Marvel that's, length. Yeah, that's, that's like, like a real Dirty movie. Dancing 2017. <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh, that was the that's longest true. movie I ever watched. Well, was it a movie, though? No. no. Um, so had any of you guys seen this movie before? Nope. Yes. I had seen it once. It was it was one of those, like, my brother got to go see an R-rated movie, Ooh. and then, like, five years later I saw it. And I was going like, to say, uh, yeah. I have to say, this is one of those movies that, like, some kid at school was like, hey, there's boobs in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, why don't we go rent it? I hear it's a cool movie at the store. And then watch it with my friends and we're like, ooh, ooh. boobies. <laughs> Dumb. I know. Well, you know, that's <laughs> that's how I picked my movie. It is It day. is one of the more famous. Like <laughs> So, like, Paul Verhoeven, who directed this movie, has directed a lot of classics. Total Recall, You Get Your RoboCop. Like, a Again, lot of, famous boob movie. Yeah, but no, yes. A, a, Total Recall. Total Recall. Showgirls, um, and so got, like he's, he's kind of a, a he's kind of a dirty old man. Uh, but famously for this movie, there's there's a lot of frontal nudity for for guys and girls and everything else in this movie. And all the actors agreed to do it uh, only if Paul Verhoeven dis- agreed to direct the scene naked, and he did. Wow, interesting. Yeah. That, that's cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> I did. Yeah, the nudity scene where they're all taking a shower, like after their workout or whatever. Yeah, it's an equal it's opportunity so, nudity scene. Yeah, not like sexy, sexy. in any yeah. way. Uh, yeah. Like nobody looks at anybody. Nobody yeah, yeah. treats yeah. it as anything. Like even at the end when they tease like the main character about liking a girl, they still don't really look at her boobs. They're just kind of like, oh, yeah. you like her, but you yeah. know, like no one is sexualizing no one's, no one's anything. Getting or anything. Yeah, yeah, it's like it was. I thought it was really like refreshing actually right. so yeah. pretty cool pretty cool yeah i think that there's there's some funny things about this movie we kind of get into it we'll get into the more things but i think the more the most fascinating thing about this movie to me is how much it is um kind of anti-star trek and it is like the most pessimistic view of the future and there's mm. just war and everything else but there's also these ideas of where genders are completely equal and like that the, there's not sexualized in that scene. It's kind of show like like even at the the at the worst of these things that people are going to progress and do it. So that it, yeah. it strikes this really interesting balance. And the things that are good about it um, are kind of holdovers from the, the original source material because that's something that that is from that book. But the book is not satirical, right? Oh, 
Yeah. It's more about like the loss of identity and yes. all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, they wanted to show with the movie like what a working like a what a working fascist state would look like. Right. And like everything's going great. Yeah, and, the whole movie is framed with these news reports or yes. like almost like a website where you can yeah. click to learn more, as you were saying. Um, um, um Go ahead. Yeah. Oh yeah, but um it's just really funny because it's like some of them are commercials and some of them are uh, news reports and like the graphics are very like over the top and mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. Those know. are my favorite things. They're they're like uh, they're clearly modeled after like the World War II like yeah. propaganda newsreels that they'd show. Um, and they're just so funny. It was like they are hilarious. There's my favorite one. Uh, unless uh, go ahead. I, I was I, just gonna say it's like they're pulled out of um, you know it's it, it, a movie that. If you haven't seen this movie, maybe you've seen Idiocracy or something. It's like something yeah. like that where there's like these fake commercials or like a Tim and Eric type thing where it's just like this absurd, these like over the top absurd commercial breaks yeah, in the like middle the, of this movie. There's some so DNA. Funny. There's some DNA of Adult Swim definitely in, in yeah, these yeah. movies. And my favorite one is where the the, the guns in this movie are ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. In fact, this movie actually holds the record for the most blanks fired in any movie oh oh. because it, there's they're they're fully automatic machine guns and everybody's just constantly firing them uh but they give these giant assault rifles to these group of kids and they're all just like fighting over them be like i want to shoot it and they're just handing out handfuls of bullets in one of these like propaganda things it's and they're like the mom's like oh uh my favorite one is like there's a scene um where it's like you need to do your part and it's like all these kids like squishing cockroaches wearing doc martens like they're all (laughs) wearing creepers they're like happily squishing all these cockroaches on the ground and then they cut over to their mom who's like laughing (laughs) hysterically like out of her mind hysterically like <laughs> like it's the funniest it's most amazing. happy day of her life it's or something amazing, yeah and i was like this is ridiculous and the and the whole psychic thing yeah <laughs> with timothy odmanson which i was like i recognized him uh and i had to look it up he he was um he played the king in that uh musical what was that musical show gallivant Oh. Uh, he's in this movie for two seconds as like the psychic I knew the guy. The name looked familiar, but yeah. I didn't <laughs> click through. Yeah, it's like so. Okay. Describe the psychic thing. It's basically like Neil Patrick Harris in this movie is psychic. Yes, like it's now a thing that people have like some psi power. It's totally unexplained. They're just like it, this is a thing you might have psychic power. Yeah, yeah but apparently you can't <laughs> control people. Yet. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so it's basically a government propaganda thing trying to find these gifted people. And it, but it looks somewhere between like a Miss Cleo ad mm-hmm. and a like Uncle Sam, like the army wants you. Yeah. And it's an amazing like this is the most adult swimmy of the uh, <laughs> the, the propaganda videos that are. In it's like this. It's like just his head. And it's like. You might be psychic. Why, oh, no. not, why not use it? Or <laughs> no, no, it's, it's it's it's. Do you think you're psychic? Well, you probably are. <laughs> yeah, and then like a third <laughs> eye appears on his head, and it's like, boing. <laughs> it's incredible. It was it's so incredible. funny. Yeah, we get some very young NPH yep. action here, and he kind of goes from being like cute and friendly Doogie Hauser status to being like straight up evil, straight and, up like, Nazi. Yeah. yeah, like I think. Obviously, I knew that they were doing, like, allegories for, like, you know, mm-hmm. controlling states or something. But then when he walks out in the, like, black long trench coat, I'm like, oh, they're Nazis. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> all, the, all of the uniforms in this. Yeah, but that one was Nazis. particularly yeah. uh, over the top. Yeah. Yeah, uh, who else is in this movie? We're getting some crazy... Everybody from every <laughs> franchise that we've done. I was like, holy yeah. shit! This is like the most all-stars r- all right, lineup so, we've so ever here's, had. Here's my running list. Yeah. And you guys can see if we have it. So we have Jake Busey. 
Jake Busey from is, Roadhouse 2 is Ace. Who is I Ace. thought was actually really good in this movie compared to Roadhouse 2. Well, I couldn't believe is, it. This is his role. This is okay. the role. Yeah. This is like this archetype is him. Well, he's yeah. also not playing like a terrible person in this movie, which yeah. I think helps. <laughs> and we have Rube from Major Rube. League. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who dies in the worst way possible. And Major thing, League 2 and, and, yeah. and the thing I remember the most about this movie is the scene where Rube dies, uh, where he basically is there. It's a live firing drill. and he I had takes totally forgotten off. about that. I it, remembered, after it happened, I remembered that you mentioned it back when we were doing Major yeah. League. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, that, that scene was happening, and it wasn't even like fully dawning on me that they were using actual rounds. Right. And then that happened, and I was like, oh, my, oh my God. God. It's, like, yeah. so shocking. And yeah. it cuts to, like, a like a maquette of his head or something getting blown Oh, up. and it's it's violent <laughs> as all get out. And his right. face is, like, shocked. It's really yeah. it's kind, disturbing. Of, kind of freaky. Yeah. It's disturbing. Uh, and, that, and that's the thing that this movie does so well is that is that it it dances this line of, of being this tongue-in-cheek, you know, uh, satire of fascism, which is not – I mean, th- 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 which is – interesting thing to say that that's the lighter part of this movie <laughs> yep. but it pulls zero punches with any of the gore it shows that it's oh, trying man. to show the, the at one point Michael Ironside who's in this movie says that violence is the ultimate power and it is not straying away for what the cost of that is uh, for a society like there's nothing glorified about well no there's glorification where somebody throws a grenade into a mouth and they're like yes oh yeah for sure great um, moves guy yeah uh, but uh, getting back to it, we, got, we, yes. also, we got, also got Dean Norris from the Tremors TV show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's my list. Who else that, we got? I think that's it. That's right? what I had, yeah. yeah. But behind the scenes, we also have all of the special effects creature guys from the Tremors series. That's right. And the main guy from Species, yep. who, who, who yep. created Syl from Species. Yes. That's what I was like. This does feel like the most like Tremors to me. I'm like, yes. The uh, creatures, I was like, oh, those really look like the Shriekers and the yeah, Blasters. Yeah. But yeah. this movie was nominated for an Academy Award for visual effects. I mean, yeah. as it should be. It's still, yeah. look, I mean, there's, it still okay, looks good. There's parts that are obviously like. There's parts where the CG's LOL, in there, but, but this is this is <laughs> Phil Tippett after. Dress Park, yeah. and like there are, are legit puppets of these bugs, and when like there are scenes that still hold up today, yeah, they still look really good. Yeah, yeah. it's not like the Power Rangers movie where I was like, no. what? No, I thought this looked really good, even though I was like streaming it, so I wasn't quite sure, but I thought it looked good. Yeah, yeah, there's like some of the CG stuff with the the ships doesn't look as good. Like yeah. those aren't miniatures, and mm-hmm. there's some stuff that looks. Downright awful, and some of the CG bugs don't work well. Like, but there's, anytime there's it also shows, just incredible shots. Anytime it shows them looking out of like a space window, yeah, it's bad. It looks like they're sitting in Star Tours or something. Yeah, yeah. which is kind of funny. how dare you? There's also a part where it looks like they're <laughs> flying through the set of the original Star Tours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that first time she's like, "I'm going out into space." Denise yeah. Richards' character, I was like, "Are they on the? Are they <laughs> on the Star Tours?" Mind that it's my first time. Yeah. I'm still getting used <laughs> to my programming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this movie starts at Angel Grove High School. That's <laughs> <laughs> Buenos Aires Educational Center. Okay, when they reveal that, uh, okay, I must have missed that it was Buenos Aires like earlier in the movie. Yeah. Because right? when they reveal that later in the movie, I was like, wait, what? They're from Buenos well, Aires? Well, that's, that's why they all have like, she's like, Denise Richards is Carmen and he's Rico. Yeah, they all yeah. have vaguely but Hispanic names. I totally like, did. And it is, it is absolutely part of the satire where it's just like, if if in the 23rd century, if white fascists, it's just white people. It's just white people. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> everywhere. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. There were a few black people in the infantry, there was, but there was that's a few, about it. Yeah. But yeah, everybody is white, and I think that that absolutely is part of the joke of like Buenos Aires and like 
There was yeah. only one Hispanic guy in the infantry yeah. too. Yeah. But yeah, everyone was white. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it is all these kids in high school basically. And so we get some of the fashions, fascist indoctrination of what their lessons plan. Yeah. The fashion at, indoctrination. At yeah. prom <laughs> in a fascist state and at prom, everyone's got to wear the same three pastel colors. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. At prom, the composer's daughter gets to be the lead singer. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you have it at the Kaiser Permanente in uh, Buena Park. Oh, is I'm that where it was? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, like, airport station that she goes to, I'm pretty sure, is, like, the Anaheim Convention Center. No, it's, it's the LA, LA Convention, Convention Center. Oh, yeah, okay. LA Convention Center. Like Which is, fun fact, the airport thing in this movie, every commercial is that part of the LA Convention Center airport. Uh-huh. It doubles as an airport all of the time. You will see it now <laughs> everywhere. That's funny. Yeah, I just noticed in the um, end credits, like, a couple of the songs were performed by... Zoe uh, Polidoris, which I assume was the uh, Basil Polidoris's daughter. I my guess. my <laughs> favorite my favorite bit of nepotism from this movie. Uh, oh yeah, I know is, what you're gonna say. Do you? Yeah. Uh, so there is a credit as Mr. Busey's violin coach. Yep. And it is Martine Verhoeven. <laughs> she did a good job. Yeah. I was like, can he actually play? <laughs> yeah, and in yeah. that scene, I was like, dang, like, okay. But yeah. That was can one he, of the Can he actually play that neon green acrylic violin? Yeah. <laughs> that scene was hilarious because like they so like later in the movie they get transferred to the Roughnecks uh, and they had just gotten a victory, and their teacher, who's like the lieutenant of the Roughnecks, By the way, is like, he's the Mr. Feeney of the Federation. <laughs> right. yeah. he, he's your history teacher, but then he's your uh, he's general. Also, and, and this will not shock you guys at all, because he's their history teacher, and later he just shows up as the commander of this unit. <laughs> yeah. um, in the book, it is two separate characters that they just combined. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Uh, but I just, it was so funny. He's like, I treat my soldiers right. And he's like, here's the beer. He like pops up in a crate. Here's the beer. And then he pops up in another crate. And he's like, here's the entertainment. And it's like <laughs> a bunch of football. footballs <laughs> and a violin. <laughs> there just happens to be a dude who plays violin and some other dudes who play football. I don't know. I thought that was so funny. I was like, what? When he said, here's the entertainment. I was like, what's going to be like a bunch of blow up dolls or something? <laughs> Yeah. It's yep. it's the exact instrument this dude can play. And this is the movie that started the trend of Denise Richards is a brilliant scientist. Oh my God. <laughs> Nuclear physicist Dr. Christmas Jones is uh Carmen ace pilot. ace pilot and and math major. She's uh Carmen San Diego. They never really <laughs> talked about the math, but I thought she did okay being like an excited pilot that was doing no, she daring she things did. or whatever. There was a moment where I was like, did they tell her to just smile always? <laughs> never stop smiling. They might have. <laughs> Even when she's like saying lines, she was like smiling. I don't know. Uh I thought she was awful in this movie. Aww, <laughs> I thought she was okay. And I have the Blu-ray, of course. Uh-huh. And guess what every single deleted scene was about? Uh-huh. Oh, was it her? It was her. <laughs> she was like the main person in every deleted scene. I just, I like really didn't like the guy that she was paired with. Like, Oh, yeah, that's you. Yeah, sucked. I didn't like that guy. Yeah, well, I didn't. What's his name, Xander? Xander with a Z. Yeah. Um, I did not uh, buy their relationship. Like, I didn't buy no. anyone's relationship. I kind of bought, like, the Diz, the Diz uh-huh. and uh, Rico. Rico relationship. And I did not like that they killed her off. But, no. but uh, it was kind of interesting how, like, most of the characters were fair game in, in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that I didn't expect. People just dying left and right. Like, well, the, yeah, the point of the movie is that, like, war is awful. Yeah. And, like, everyone gets so excited and gung-ho about it. And it's just, it's just a meat grinder. 
I love the idea that there's this um, planet of bugs. And what they do is slowly send asteroids after us. Yes. <laughs> I think they fart out the asteroids. Was that, well, was I imagining no, that? No, those were the, those were the uh, lobbed up. Like, I think those, those are plasma. Yeah. Like, okay, but were... there was something that they were like pooping out. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They were like, they were like, they were like yeah, that was like their anti air gun. I things. see. Okay. Um, yeah, those are the plasma bugs. Um, but they do somehow push the. Uh, they have like an asteroid belt around their planet, and they push those asteroids well, off okay. to they, to Earth. That's what the propaganda on Earth says. Want you to that's true. That's true. There's there's. How do we know they're just not coming there? They're right just. Not, it's just not random gravity. Like, yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. There, uh, there's something on the IMDb talking about like it's a goof. It's like, well, like the the odds of a ship encountering an asteroid, which Denise Richards' ship does, are like are so infinitesimal and. Uh, it's like, well, maybe that's even more part of the satire where it's like that, that it's complete accident and it's not an invasion. It's not anything. It's just these bugs are, are in, in the book, the bugs are intelligent. They have nukes, they have, mm, you know, right. all these different things. But this gets into like a weird paradox of this movie is people start to find plot holes and it becomes a start starts being a self-fulfilling prof- prophecy of it feeling like, oh, that's just part of the satire. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if Paul Verhoeven's that clever. Well, it's just interesting because, like, overall, the whole movie, it's like, okay, it's satire. We're, like, showing this, you know, bad fascist state. But then it never gets to the part of the movie that reveals that. Like, or the, or the traditional story where it, uh, somehow it would fall apart at the end or you'd find out that... Neil Patrick Harris was evil or whatever. You know, right. like nothing's ever revealed. It just yeah. ends. And then you're like, oh, okay. Well, I feel like, yes, there was something going on there, but you never get that, yeah. which I well, guess is probably what goes into all the future movies. I don't know if there's any satire in those movies. I guess we'll find out. I have no idea. But I think I think that the thing that does that is that Rico starts doing the exact same thing. It's like he's just falling into the same patterns. It's just like next, like they're like shark's teeth. Like the next one in line, you're going to do the exact same thing. Nothing's going to change. It's just war breeds fascism. Yeah, and in the you know in the uh, final scene, they're all now part of the commercial. <laughs> yeah, right. or whatever it is, the yeah. propaganda video. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like so, what you're saying about like the satire? Uh, let's talk about that for a moment. Yes, this was actually an issue for the movie when yes. it first came out. Uh, critics were like, uh, what the fuck is this fascist movie? Uh, they did not understand that it was like, I was supposed to be ironic mm-hmm. satire. Mm-hmm. They did not get that at all. And there were actually, you know, like an article in the Washington post, um, that got like a lot of play at the time. Um, basically calling it like a fascist exercise and, you know, comparing it to triumph of the will and everything. And what, and, um, so when they went to go open the movie in Europe, everyone there had seen that article, and I guess they were like coming at Paul uh, Paul Verhoeven like right away, like, "Why the heck are you pushing this fascist movie?" Right. Like, no one got it, and it wasn't until like four years later or so that critics started being like, "Oh, it's supposed to be funny." And Paul Verhoeven grew up in Nazi-occupied Netherlands. Like, yeah, he, he's he, from Holland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but speaking of people not being able to distinguish the difference between it being satire mm-hmm. or or a piece of Nazi propaganda. Mm-hmm. It's time to play the Federation's oh. favorite game. Oh, good. Uh, you're both going to be contestants on Fresh or Fascism. And the name of this game is that I'm going to read quotes to you from uh, Rotten Tomatoes user reviews of Triumph of the Will and Starship Troopers. Oh. And you're going to have to identify... 
There's user reviews for Triumph of the there Will. There are user reviews for Triumph <laughs> of the Will. Because you can watch it, right? I it's, guess, it's but somewhere. Uh, why do we need to know what random people think about that movie? We don't. They probably so, love it, knowing Rotten Tomatoes. It's, it's time to play. Would you like to know more? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes, I would. So, Justin, you're first, you're first in the launch tube Oh, Aaron. God. Okay. Uh, I always have to go first. Clocking okay. in at a three-star review. Despicable context, but a fantastic spectacle piece of film. You're really going to hate finding this so well made. Uh, I gotta go with Triumph of the Will. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Nailed it. Next one. Two stars. Is this for me or Justin? Uh, we can alternate. Yeah, let's oh, alternate. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, two stars. Finally seen it. It was okay. Kind of weird. That's Starship Troopers. Someone made a big goddamn mistake. That is Triumph of the Will. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Who said, finally saw Triumph of the Will? It was kind of weird. It's been on my list for forever of, of uh, <laughs> shameful movies I haven't seen. Uh, all right, Justin, you're up. Okay. A well-filmed piece of Nazi rubbish. This will either make you cringe or uncomfortable. Uh, Starship Troopers. Trying for the will. Damn it! I thought I would. I thought uh, I would. All right, Eliz. Yeah. Five stars. This fascist take of propaganda and society is fascinating. Stars troopers. Made a big yeah. uh, Tied at one one. Tied at one one. Justin. All right, I'm ready. The best movie ever made by ever made by man. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, please Starship Troopers. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> there is faith in humanity. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Thank you. Thank All you right, Elis, you're up. Okay. Justin's in the lead now. Four and a half stars. Four and a half stars. <laughs> I always fall asleep near the tail end. I hate to think what that says about me. Oh God! <laughs> uh, Triumph of the will. Uh, uh, Justin, you're still in the lead. Yes. Uh, two stars. Both impressive and embarrassing. Uh, Starship Troopers. God, Hitler used to be so embarrassed. About I made a big movie. goddamn mistake. <laughs> All right, Eliz, you can tie it up right here. Oh. One star. It's appalling to me that people can call this a good film. Starship Troopers. Someone made a big goddamn Who are they going against? All right. Justin, this is your final one. Oh. This movie is atrocious. It's a pro- it promotes capitalism, militarism, and genocide! Exclamation uh, mark. Starship Troopers. Yeah! I'm feeling vindicated. All right, Eliz. Final one. Best propaganda propaganda film I've seen since American Sniper. <laughs> Whoa, someone watched Triumph of the World recently. Uh, Starship Troopers. Oh, made a my big God. Goddamn mistake. Were Triumph of the Will after American Sniper? <laughs> and they called it the best propaganda oh film that they'd God. seen since American Sniper. That's pretty funny, actually. I'm going to yeah. say that guy was being satirical. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I hope. And that is how we play Fresher Fascist. Ooh, I Justin won. Wins. Hey, I lost the last game. That's so right. So uh, I had to make a comeback. So you know what? Critics back in 1997, maybe not as dumb as we think. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's America. It's hard to tell now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, 
really though like i think the reason that people had such a hard time with it is because it almost doesn't go far enough right. with the satire and then it doesn't go but it also doesn't go far enough in the other direction of revealing that there is a dark you know insidious plot beneath all this and i also think that that paul verhoeven just makes big fun dumb movies mm-hmm. and so like and i think that maybe there's something that's masking about it of like how enjoyable it is to watch like the, a bunch of marines kill some bugs yeah like it's it, it, there's there's a sci-fi version of it that's fun and maybe he's just far more sophisticated than like like you enjoying those base impulses and that violence plays into the idea of fascism. That's true. I, yeah. I just kept thinking that the reveal was about to come. Right. Like, when they find the station with the guy whose brain is drilled out, I was like, oh, this is going to be the reveal. Or even, again, yeah, when yeah, yeah. Denise Richards and the other guy are, like, cornered by the brain bug, I was like, oh, that's going to communicate with them, and they're going to find out, you know, the truth right now. But it just never came, and the movie ended, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, to me, I mean, I, 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 I get that, like, um, some of the the humor in this movie like is clearly stuff that like would fly over some people's heads. Just like, Mm -hmm. but to me, like the existence and content of those newsreels is enough to be like, Oh, this movie is like fucking. Oh, Oh, no, no, no. It it absolutely (laughs) is. But for some people that just goes like, and I, and I think that they absolutely made the choice where it's like, you are watching this movie. This movie is a piece of propaganda. And so you therefore get no information about the other side. Mm -hmm. And so even if the bugs were intelligent or there was something else there, they, 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 they outsmart them. Like the, Bugs beat us for yeah. a, a lot. And uh, my favorite, one of the things in this movie is that there's like a talking head Sunday, like Fox News type show. Mm. And there's some <laughs> there's some Tucker Carlson motherfucker in a bow tie just being like, a bug being smart, that makes me sick. That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. It's and it's a, like, frankly it, offensive. It's frankly <laughs> offensive to me. And it's like, God, that, like, that was the most disturbing scene in the movie because it felt so yeah. real and familiar. Um and yeah, there's another thing too, like, uh, we could, you know, getting to the end of the movie, um, just cause that's kind of what I want to talk about right now. Yeah. Um, not cause we're going in any specific order, but, uh, you know, like watching through the movie, I didn't really think about it, but, uh, you know, after having sat with it for a little bit, I was like, you know, at the end of the movie, they captured this brain bug and Neil Patrick Harris goes up and like, they're like, what's it saying, Neil? <laughs> and he, and mind, he, puts he, his hand, yeah, yeah. he, he puts his hand on it and then he's like, it's afraid. And they're all like, yeah, it's afraid. And, you know, watching the movie just when I was watching it now, I was just kind of took that at face value. But then thinking about it later, I was like, I mean that, you know, he kind of went full Nazi, like, and he was mean to his friends even at one point. Yeah. How do you know that he wasn't lying in that moment? You (laughs) don't like in a regular movie, he would have been like, Oh, it's afraid. And everyone would have been like, Oh, you know, like, but instead they were like, yeah, you know, (laughs) actually I would argue that we do know that he's lying because like he did the psychic test on Rico and Rico got one of them. Right. And he lied to him and said like, Nope, like you don't have, you don't have a special power. You don't have, you know, the, these things like it so they they show that he is a liar and they he's like that he's a vindictive little yeah he's all the way up in the hierarchy there now so he would have a uh, invested interest to uh um well you know, he, he already sent rico to die yeah he also sent a ferret to crawl up his mother's skirt yes <laughs> yeah that was messed up <laughs> um yeah he's a really interesting character in this i love the scene at the end too um <laughs> where we've just seen like we, we've seen Rico and Carmen, like, find the brain bug, escape the brain bug, kill some stuff, and, like, also, like, tell them where the brain bug is or whatever. And they come out, and everyone's like, yeah, we won, wow! And then Neil Patrick Harris is like, 
everyone is going to remember this day. Like, it's been such a great day. And he's talking to his friends and like, everyone's going to remember that uh, on this day, this random dude <laughs> won the war for us or whatever. <laughs> and it turns out that it's like their drill sergeant. But I just love that they were like, they turn around and as far as you know, it could have been some random guy that they're like celebrating, even though the characters we've been watching this whole time yeah. just went through this crazy ordeal that feels like they won the war or whatever. Right. And then they go through it and then they're happy. They're yeah. like, yeah, he did. Yeah. Well, and that's almost like propaganda too, though, because yes. they were telling that guy you will not see action you are your teacher you're a drill sergeant and he had to like basically release his rank and go back to being a private to get on the battlefield and that's shown as like something admirable right no it's like it it's very much the propaganda piece of of it like in Glorious Bastards, where that sniper is in the movie, like it's like it gets almost like I don't even believe that like that even that could have been a show, even that could have been part of the media because media and messaging are so intertwined with what we're seeing in this movie. Yeah. In a way that's not just crazy throwaways to this propaganda. It's this movie's trying to tell you that that and and yeah, I mean this movie's trying to tell you that action movies in a way are propaganda. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, Clancy Brown is a crazy friggin' uh, yes. drill sergeant. That dude has some extreme measures. <laughs> I was, well, I was it, like, is a, it is an it's an interesting thought of like in a in a society where you, there's like super healing and super medicine, where like you can recover for these things. Like how more brutal? How much more brutal can we get? And and I think that it's actually not. Um, like when you can instantly repair somebody's hand from a wound or instantly yeah, like do these he, things. He doesn't care about doing grievous bodily harm to his recruits just to prove a point. Like, as long right. as you don't cut off the limbs completely, because apparently there's no turning back from that. Because right. like all sorts of people have uh, metal Ro- limbs. Re- Robo prosthetics. But yeah. even then, it doesn't stop them from being soldiers. No. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, I think that that's actually kind of like one of those things that's kind of funny and he's harsh. But then we think about it. It's like, wow, like we probably would have lower thresholds in terms of what was over the line behavior when you can heal pretty much anything. Yeah. And we get like a kind of insane, like corporal punishment scene. Yeah. Which I was like, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) They're going to set him up to get like 10 lashes. Yeah. In public. That was pretty crazy. Oh, it's like another, it's part of the propaganda narrative yeah. too. Yep. That, you know, he screwed up even though really like wasn't his fault at all. <laughs> yeah. He has to take his <laughs> licks and then, you know, get back out there. Yeah. Uh, so what did you guys think of the whole love triangle going on with Carmen, Diz, Rico, Xander? I, like I said earlier, was mad that, um, I was mad. Th- I liked like the, emotional payoff, I guess, of, like, Diz's death scene. But I didn't like that she kind of was, like, used his fodder to, like, reconnect these two people I didn't give a shit about. Well, I think that to get into that question, I want to, like, just, like, what do you guys think about the first hour of this movie? Because, like, like we're talking about this, 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 you know, satirical propaganda film and war machine, but the first hour of this movie is these kids in high school. Mm-hmm. High school and some training. Yeah. The high school scenes were fine. I right. I don't know. I thought it was funny that he was drawing like animations on his yeah. <laughs> on his like desk computer of like them kissing. And then she sends it back, and it's like her blowing a bubble of a bubble gum in his face. Uh, yeah, I guess um, it, it doesn't ever feel like that she's really into anybody. Yeah. And so, and, like, the the movie plays up this thing where, like, Rico's, like, he's just trying to get a kiss. Like, he's going to kiss. And then they do kiss. Like, they're, they're dating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she doesn't seem to be all that into it. Um, 
Yeah, so then I don't understand the rest of the movies like they're long lost lovers finally yeah. reunited. I'm like, really? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like she's just gonna run off with the next <laughs> cute yeah. guy she sees. Well, and he's like when they separate, he's like, I love you, and she's like, uh, he's like, just just say it, just like try it on for size and yeah. see how it feels. And she's like, I love you, <laughs> <laughs> but bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's weird. I don't. I'm not really sure what they're trying to say, like by juxtaposing these two female characters. I mean, they're very different, and I get it. Like Diz is tough, and the other one's not. But she's a pilot, and I don't know. It's like it's weird because like he joins the infantry to to make Denise Richards like him, but then that girl Diz changes uh, areas completely to be in the one that he's in, yeah. even though like he didn't even like her at all before. So it's sort of strange. I don't know. I, there's something that I do like about this movie in that like Rico is a super rich, like well off person mm-hmm. that does not have to, does not appear that he has to be in the military whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the propaganda and the idea of it and the idea of war. They they sell it as citizenship and getting a vote in in this yeah. one, but it's it's basically the romanticism of but yeah. They of don't even going f- off and being a hero. They don't fully explain because isn't his aren't his parents like they don't have to be citizens because they're so rich. Yep. So there's not yeah they don't do. I feel like they I didn't do a great explanation of like what it really means to. Be I think a it's I think it's just a stand in for what that propaganda did and make it like like go back and like the girls are like yeah and you're like or maybe they yeah. don't need to because they have money so they don't bother to or they got it a different way or whatever right. it is. But the most interesting scene is like back to that shower scene is when they're all talking about why they joined the infantry and yeah. you, that's like where you really get the world building is in this shower scene because yep. she's like I wanted to join so I could have kids and I need a license to do that and this is right. the best way to get right, it. And the other yeah. I want to get into politics, so I have to do military service. And, you know, they all have, like, their different re- – one guy wanted to be go to college, another guy wanted to do whatever, yeah, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. like, so you start learning, like, oh, crap, they really can't do anything unless, like, you yeah. know, this is the only way mm-hmm. to get what you want. And Rube is uh, still from a farm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be a catcher for the Indians. Oh, by the way, like, Rube reminded I mean, basically. me – the whole Mormon thing. There's like a throwaway oh, yeah. scene, oh, yeah, that's right. a news report about how the Mormons colonized some planet, right? They were Where, on the bug planet. Yeah, yeah and thinking Clint that Nafu. they could like communicate with the bugs somehow, and then they were all murdered and yep. killed. And they're like, and that's why you don't think differently. Yeah. But who were they murdered and killed by? Good question. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I just thought it was weird how they specifically call them out as Mormons and like right, Joseph right. Smith and they right, show right, right. the the tower and the angel Moroni and everything instead <laughs> yeah. of just being like these religious fanatics then said they say these Mormons who yeah, followers of Joseph Smith I don't know if that's something that's in the book I do know that that's something that because uh, uh, those guys at the time like Bradbury and uh, 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 Arthur C. Clarke and everyone were all hanging around LA they were also hanging around with L. Ron Hubbard, who was a sci-fi writer at the time, right? Um, and and there was there was talk of Mormons. There's the the Expanse book book series that has the um, TV show on sci-fi now on Amazon. The Mormons play into that as as well. It's kind of a weird sci-fi touchstone of mm-hmm. like that they're like the pilgrims that like still exist. And it's like a fun. So I don't know if that's in the book. Well, also, but. like, I mean, I'm assuming this is true because it was in the Book of Mormon. But I guess the Mormons believe that it, when you go to heaven, you get your own planet. Correct. And Jesus has his own planet. And so, yes. so maybe it's like a take on that. Yeah. 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 So so that there's 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 always that. So it's not just 
this movie that does that. Yeah. But I don't know the exact routing of that, but there's something. It's there's just, it was there's just a term paper out there for somebody. It was yeah. the, it's like the only cultural or any institution that right. exists in real life that is mentioned in this movie. They don't talk about Christianity. They don't talk about the country of Argentina or South America or right. the United States or anything like that. So yeah. it was just interesting. Yeah. Everything else is just the federal net fed, and, federal network. And you get to see a bunch of uh, uh, really gory, murdered people and children. Yeah. I didn't like the I didn't like that gore, but the rest of the gore in the movie is pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. I was having a blast every time they were fighting the bugs and people were getting ripped to shreds well, or stabbed and cut in half. And the yeah, movie they were getting stabbed in really weird, unexpected ways. Yeah. Too. yeah. Well, it's like it's like the Robocop thing where he's just shooting people and like in and, and, and yep. really painful ways. And, and you're like, oh fuck. And there's a video out there about about some dick shooting that's uh, I recommend you go find. Um <laughs> but the movie kind of like gets you introduced to how it's going to do gore because there's a autopsy scene uh, in the high school where they're like getting one of these bugs and it is disgusting. I thought this was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does Denise Richards actually throw up in this she scene? Does, she does. Yeah. She pukes into the body and into the camera. Right yeah. as she's been saying she's got nerves of steel. Yeah. <laughs> but Rico's just like, while the. Teachers talking, just nonchalantly pulling out all these guts and everything. He's yeah. like, "Oh, here, hold this, yeah. hold this, hold this." It's like, if you know she's queasy, you weren't gonna do yeah, that. Yeah. You did asshole. you guys? Did you guys see who that teacher was? Uh, I did in the credits. Yeah, say who it is. Uh, it is a golden girl. That's right. I can't remember the name though. Uh, Rue McClanahan. Rue McClanahan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And which golden girl? She I just forgot now. I, I never know. watched that show. Yeah, me either. Uh, <laughs> Not, I'm ethnic. I believe, she, I believe she was Blanche. Hold on. <laughs> Um, They're all while the you're same. looking that up, let's uh, yeah, she let's, was Blanche. Okay, let's talk about the kids in this movie. Child star check in. Oh, uh, we've got four stomping kids, which is how they're credited. <laughs> <laughs> they are the kids that stomp on the cockroaches yes. uh, in the commercial. And there's two girls and two boys. So, um, we have Nathaniel Marshall, and uh, I had a tough time finding him because that's a pretty common name, but I think he's in San Diego. Uh, Austin Sanderford, I think, is in Burbank. Uh, Rhiannon Virgil, um, I think, ended up actually in Madison, Wisconsin. Ooh. Um, and then this one I actually did find. Alexi Lakatos is a realtor in Calabasas. Alexi Lactos. Ooh. And then uh, the little boy, like when, they're, when they have... Um, the commercial where everyone, like the soldiers are all doing their part. And then the little boy pops out of the soldier line and goes, I'm doing my part too. And yeah. he gives a thumbs up and everyone goes, ah, like, it's so cute that he did that. Um, that was Travis Lowen. And uh, I believe that he lives in Irvine and works at the Irvine Marriott. His wife, Heather also works for Marriott and uh, they have a son named Trevor. <laughs> oh my God. Dangerously specific. Hey, stomping kids. If you're listening <laughs> right into sequel, right? Yeah. Yeah. at gmail.com. The reason I found out this guy works at the Irvine Marriott, though, is because he left comments on the blog of Bill Marriott, the CEO of sure. Marriott. That's so crazy. Yeah. <sighs> Those Marriott employees don't know how to hide their identities. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just thinking of more um, stupid, funny stuff from the newsreels. There's another one um, that's got the famous like um, tagline even from the... Uh, the film poster, I believe. Yeah. Um, and it's like another thing where it's like they, the propaganda machine is in full effect. They show like, this is after the Buenos Aires uh, explosion yeah. or whatever. 
they show a close up of like this dog, a, a dead dog, dog yeah. that has been like that has like rebar through its mouth and eyes, and like it's it dead. breaks every rule of filmmaking. Yeah, it's this dead shot in like the dog. worst way. It yeah. shows this dog, and then it zooms up to a guy who's like, "The only good bug is a dead bug," and that's like famous line from the movie and there's also the my my favorite line is when uh uh there's a new man on the street reporter who's kind of like we see the beginning of the movie and oh, we yeah. see him die later but he's doing this interview and he's like and like some people say like that that we should like try to find peace with the bugs or whatever and then rico cut like here's this and he's like what the fuck and he just gets up and he's like i'm from buenos aires and i say kill them all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh okay and then, and everyone's, just like, everyone's just like yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, the other one I love that there's like um, there's a couple that cut away to like TV shows or something, and there's one that's like a dude who's like in court, and they show him getting sentenced. He's got a sad face or whatever, and it cuts to this scene of like an electric chair or whatever, or, or you know, basically like a yeah e- execution room, and the the voiceover guy's like sentenced death execution. Tonight at six uh, on all channels, all networks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His voice just goes straight up to like, "All right, tonight at six. The guy, the guy who is uh, being convicted there, the actor is the screenwriter. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Ed Neumeyer or something. Yeah, like that? he yeah. also wrote uh, RoboCop. Oh, right, right. And the this script was originally existed as like called like Bug Hunt or something like that. And then somebody pointed out that it had similarities to Starship Troopers, the book, and so they just ended up licensing it. Uh, but like. Uh, uh, Paul Verhoeven didn't even like read the first two chapters of the book, and he was like, "This is crazy right wing and like boring." And so yeah. he like he had the, like told the screenwriter like summarize it for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, so so the, so there's there's people that that probably rightfully hate this movie for just taking the name, um, but and th- and that's why uh, his estate has not licensed any of his other works mm. for for film adaptations. Interesting. So I guess well. That sort of like gives away, I guess, that the sequels do not really come from. No, they. Probably, I don't. Yeah, think they I do. guess not. But no. I mean, he was kind of the father of hard science fiction, of like things that actually had scientific backgrounds, and mm-hmm. like he wrote. Uh, I mean, there's if you just look up some of the things that he came up with, like cell phones, and uh, he's just one of those guys that, um, like the the idea of the space marine, and yeah, all I, of that stuff is is uh, power armor. Well, and obviously they him. keep the title, so whatever's in the first book could be mined for future sure. movies because that one they did license. But sure. yeah, and there's like you know, like the like you said, the the book has uh, all sorts of stuff that they didn't end up including in the movie, like the power armor. Yep, it was very much more like uh, they were doing concept designs, and it was looking a lot more like uh, you know, like Fallout type power yep. armor. And then in the book too, they had uh, they had like jump rockets so that yep. they could mm. like they could jump in the air higher and kind of hover off the ground and stuff. But they decided like, well, if they're going to be shooting bugs. Like having them up in the air above the bugs doesn't really, you know, right? It, it isn't. It makes it seem like they have too much of an advantage, so we can't have that. And it's too hard to have people up on wires the whole time. Yeah. So do you guys have a rating system for this one? Rating system. How many? Green acrylic violence. Yes. <laughs> Good question. Good question. Uh, would you give the original Starship Troopers? Who wants to go first? I don't know. I, you lose? I, I'm going to give it eight. <gasps> Whoa. Green okay. acrylic violins. I think that it is uh, misunderstood well executed. I I think that there's somebody for the from the AV club uh, and like a little bit a while ago said said it best is the movie is too well made for its own good. 
<laughs> where like it has all these kind of subversive ideas and if it didn't feel like a big summer action movie it might be more successful in communicating them mm-hmm. but I think that that while I feel that I also think that there is an even deeper commentary on action movies as propaganda and and you can get into Michael Bay's partnership with the US military and Transformers movies and and kind of the role that that plays and hey, so Captain Marvel is p- partner with the Air Force on a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. That's true. Yep, yep. Uh and and I think that there's I, I think that Captain Marvel is different than Michael Bay. Certainly. I just meant movies <laughs> with yes. military. Yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. I'm saying. Uh, and I think that, that a lot of the gore and fun stuff about this movie that I really, really like, uh, it also makes me question why I like those things. And uh, I think that that's hard to do for any movie, and especially for a big-budget summer blockbuster from 1997. Yeah. That I don't think that they made movies like this afterwards yeah uh so i will give it seven violins uh i agree with what you're saying and i just i mean i'm not saying that i was like too dumb to get that it was satirical but i think i just could have used like a little bit more of like a wink somewhere to the fact that there was something sinister like going on here i guess i don't know why it just feels like it would have been like more satisfying to have a more of a hint Mm -hmm. towards maybe not just that something was going on but what exactly is going on Mm -hmm. and i think that's probably something maybe that we'll see in the upcoming movies i don't know but um but otherwise, uh, I thought it was really great, entertaining movie. Uh, like, definitely one of the more engaging ones that we've had in a hot minute. Yeah. So uh, it was uh, fun to watch, and I enjoyed it. I think, like, I just want to, like, I'm, I'm thinking about it, and, like, I wanted that wink, but, like, there is something truly terrifying of just all these, like, gorgeous model people being That's completely true. True. fascist and just being like, like, ah, like, we're beautiful and we're here to kill. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and I- it's, it's off-putting. I'm going to give this movie also seven acrylic uh, green, neon green yeah. <laughs> violins. Yeah. Played by Out Jake Busey. Played, by Jake, played softly and sweetly played by, by Jake, Jake Busey. Lull me to sleep with that violin. <laughs> um, I was having a lot of fun watching this movie. Yeah. And uh, I agree. Like, I think part of it, um, I, I feel like the not going for the wink is part of actually, like, the genius behind it because like the actual propaganda films, like they don't go for the wink. And like with this, with this movie, you can totally like watch it on multiple levels. You can watch it through and be like, I didn't get any of that. It was a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, you know, it's, it's like just like those propaganda films where maybe in the moment you're just like, you know, if you were like in that moment right then, you'd probably be like, yeah, fuck those, you know, whoever the propaganda is wanting to shout against. And then just like this, just the other, yeah, the other. And then just like this movie, like after you sit for a second and think about it, you're like, wait a minute. Like, what was it actually telling me? Like, what were they wearing? Like, what were they saying in these moments? Like I said, like, did Neil Patrick Harris lie at the end? I don't know. And I feel like, Going for the wink maybe would have been a little bit more obvious um, and probably would have, you know, I guess helped people to understand. But I think, like, they, that was probably a conscious choice because, yeah, I just think that that was a really smart move because well, it, it, it plays then kind of almost like a real pro- propaganda. So then what, so, what, where do you lose the three points? Like, to, why do you have it? Oh, um, I just because, uh, I mean, I just thought it was fun. I, I, I didn't think, um, it's not like a movie that I'm going to, like, watch all the time. I see. Yeah. Um, okay. And it's not like I'm going to put it on my list of favorite movies, which might have bumped it up higher. 
Um, I just, yeah, I didn't like Denise Richards acting <laughs> and I, I think maybe it could have been tightened up a little bit and not be quite okay. so long. But. I also think that there's something like, and I don't know about how desensitized we are to violence, but mm. like, this is one of those movies that was over the top at yeah. the time. And I think that one of the, a little bit of the wink that's there is it's not, it's showing the cost of, of this behavior. It's showing all these people. There's the, a guy at the Academy who's like, Oh, you're going to inventory like that. That's the thing that made me the mad I am today. And he has, and he has a, a false arm and no legs. And like, they're just showing what it costs these people, but they're so indoctrinated and so blind to the human cost and what this violence does to them. And it's kind of, uh, the, the costs are there. They're on the screen. Like we're watching yeah. all these people die. We're watching all these things. But in the context of like the big summer movie, it's like, well, yeah, that's what happens when like, when space Marines go fight other that, people. That amazing scene when people are like, just getting their heads chopped off left yeah. and right by those uh, flying ones. Yeah. And people getting napalm fire burns. Yeah, the, there's like there's some fire acid oh, in this yeah. movie that looks great. So where do we think that the franchise is going to go from here? What is it? How many movies total? There are five total. All right, yeah. uh, and how many years to the next one? Uh, the next one's 2004. Oh, yep. okay. So a you lot wanna, of years. You want to know the name? Sure. The name is Starship Troopers Two: Hero of the Federation. Oh, so Rico's Roughnecks. Yeah, that makes me feel like it probably follows some of the same characters. It might. I feel that we are not going to see Neil Patrick Harris again. Mm, yeah, that probably. is my I bold, that's, bold that's prediction. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> probably not, but I feel like uh, we could see his character again. Yeah, I feel like uh, it could be yeah. recast easily, and maybe um, everyone's recast in this one. I'm not. Maybe I don't we'll know. find out. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I do. I'm. I'm just not sure. Like you said, I don't know if the future ones are going to be satirical at all. Maybe it is just going to be straight up like, yeah, action. Right. Or maybe they are going to like reveal what's going on yeah. behind the curtain or whatever, yeah. you know, like, I don't, I, I don't know. A hero of the Federation makes it seem like it's just going to go like straight action. It could also still be like a propaganda thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it'll be where really it's like to see yeah. if I, if, if, if watching all these sequels over this past couple years yeah mm-hmm. uh it's taught me anything i think that the people will completely misunderstand what made this movie popular and they will just be straight up action movies that yeah i would think that they would have to carry over the newsreel thing uh yeah. and well, that's i guess i guess this movie funny. wasn't popular so i yeah i don't but know it's popular enough for them 13 years later to think that a sequel was a good idea. It didn't idea. do well in theaters. I think this is another one where it was like, it blew up on home video. On home video. Um, yeah, because kids like you heard that there was boobies in it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and parents are just like, whatever, it's rated R. No, yeah. Um, that would be my guess that people fell in love with it. And clearly there's like a cult following nowadays. There's five movies. On The, on the, the most ro- recent one was just a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm assuming the effects will be... Yeah, pretty that, good, even though exciting. the budget's probably smaller, but it's easier to do that stuff in 2004, so we'll see. I bet that the effects are going to be far worse. Oh, really? Completely I worse? That, I think, I think that, it will. Well, although Phil Tippett, Phil Tippett was an executive producer on this one, so if he continues to be an uh, executive producer, yeah. then I think that that's, that's entirely possible. But well, we shall see. We will find out. Uh, yeah, so uh, thanks for being here with us to guy to, to guys to guys uh... today, guys and girls, uh, <laughs> listeners in general. But in the meantime, Eliz, where can people keep in touch with us every day of the week? Yes, please email us sequelrights at gmail.com and find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at sequelrights. Would you like to know more? And please uh, rate and review us uh, on Apple Podcasts. Five-star reviews go a really, really long way, and we really, really appreciate it. 
I love the, the, that thing was so creepy. Would you like, like to, to know, know more? more? And then like some faceless creature is like moving Flicking. the mouse around. Yeah. So weird and creepy. Um, but yeah. I'm to pull back and it's like, it's the cool internet kid meme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, well, that's going to bring us to the end, you guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, my brother for the music at the top of the show, as always. And next week, we'll see you guys talking Starship Troopers 2 and learn about the hero of the Federation. Oh.